0: Happy Thanksgiving, friends. This is not really a sermon, but just a few thoughts to share with you on that special day. Uh, Recently, I saw one of those humorous cards that pop up every once in a while on Facebook. It said, Thanksgiving is all about getting your entire dysfunctional family under one roof and hoping the police don't get called. But we can laugh because that's all too true. I also think of another quote that I've heard over the years, that we buy things we do not need with money we do not have to impress people we do not like. You might call this the other side of Thanksgiving. That not every family gathering is a happy time. As I thought about that, I pondered the words of Proverbs 15:15. 15, 15. It says, "All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast." Now, I love that phrase, "the cheerful heart has a continual feast." People with a cheerful heart have Thanksgiving, 365 days a year. But what's the secret? Well, in Proverbs 15, verses 16 and 17, Solomon reveals two qualities that produce the cheerful heart that enjoys a continual feast. These attitudes of the heart are within the reach of all of us because they don't depend on income or position or reputation or education or the size of your bank account or anything else. See, the least among us can have a continual feast wherever we go if we take these two Verses to heart. Now first of all, fill your heart with faith. Verse 16 says, better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. About 250 years ago, English pastor John Gill summarized the blessings of the man who fears the Lord this way. Quote, For such a man, though he has but little, which is the common portion of good men, yet he does not lack, he has enough and is content. What he has, he has with a blessing, and he enjoys it, and God in it, and has communion with him. And has also other bread to eat, the world knows nothing of, and particularly having the fear of God, the eye of God is upon him with pleasure. His heart is towards him, and he sympathizes with him in all his troubles. His hand communicates unto him both temporal and spiritual meat, which is given to them that fear the Lord. His angels encamp about him. His power protects him. His secrets are with him. and inconceivable and inexpressible goodness is laid up for him. End of quote. I want just one sentence from that little lecture to sink in, and it's this one. What he has, he has with a blessing, and he enjoys it, and God in it, and has communion with him. I mean, can the world offer anything better than that? Here's the second thing, fill your home with love. Verse 17, in Proverbs says, Better a meal of vegetables where there is love than a fattened calf with hatred. I checked out a few other translations on this. One says, Better a meal of greens with love than a plump calf with hate. Another one, this is kind of a, a neat one, A simple meal with love is better than a feast where there is hatred. Or this one, It is better to eat a little where there is love than to eat a lot where there is hate. And maybe my favorite one comes from the message. It says, better a bread crust shared in love than a slab of prime rib served in hate. Friends, the point is, as long as you have God, you have what you need. I love how the Bible commentator Matthew Henry puts it. He says, it is therefore far better and more desirable to have but a little of the world and to have it with a good conscience, to keep up communion with God and enjoy him in it, and live by faith, than to have the greatest plenty, and live without God in this world. I think Matthew, Henry, and Solomon would agree, some things are better than other things. If you have a lot, or if you have a little, as long as you have God, you have what you need. Better to have him, than to live without him in this world. I'm going to leave you with the words of a song. It goes this way, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold, I'd rather be his than riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hands than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything the world affords today. Perhaps we should all say those words out loud and let them be our application of this truth. I'd rather have Jesus. How about you, friends? Happy Thanksgiving tomorrow and Happy Thanksgiving tomorrow every day. God bless.